This is the Mortgage Solutions Podcast. Catch up with the latest news on our website at mortgagesolutions.co.uk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mortgage Solutions Podcast in association with Skipton Building Society. The pandemic has brought with it a myriad of changes, especially in the working world, from businesses and individuals needing financial support and declines in income as people were put on furlough or even lost their job. This has led to more people being looked at through a complex lens when applying for a mortgage. Today, I'm joined by John Rawley, Business Development Manager, and Julian Raper, Underwriter, both at Skipton Builder Society, to talk us through how they assess the more complex cases seen during the pandemic and beyond. Thank you for joining me both. Hi, Shakina. It's great to be here. Hi, Shakina. Great to be here. John, as you'll be the one who engages with brokers on a regular basis, are you noticing more cases come your way from borrowers with complex requirements? Yes, Shakina. I think we are. We're certainly seeing many more complex inquiries, uh, mostly complex in the sense of the types of income, or if I'm honest, trying to make affordability fit, trying to make it work to reach the desired client outcome. Uh, Many clients have multiple income sources, and working your way through an inquiry to see how Skipton can assist is certainly rewarding work, although it can sometimes be a bit challenging. And I'm guessing the last 18 months have heightened some of these challenges too? Yeah, for sure, uh, Shakina. We're all aware that house prices have increased rapidly over the last year in most parts of the country. And naturally, that's led to even more pressure on affordability. So whether you're a first-time buyer, a home mover, or you simply wish to remortgage to perhaps release equity for a variety of purposes, making sure you can afford the loan required, and as a lender, making sure the lending is responsible Um, such that the loan is affordable now and in the future is absolutely paramount. And Julian, for you, I expect this means you'll be looking at borrowers' incomes more closely to see where people can affect affordability. Can you give me any examples of what you would typically look for first? Well, we'll start by examining all the income available. If affordability is more marginal, we will try to find ways to include all household income that meets Skipton lending rules. Our starting point, as John says, is not only just to be a responsible lender, but also apply a pragmatic approach and find ways to say yes to the mortgage application. Being able to support our broker's clients is what I love about this job. However, the more information that the broker can provide us, the easier the underwriting decision will be. We've also invested in technology to work alongside the human touch that we've always been able to offer. We're making things easier for brokers via use of our automated income verification, where we're able to use this technology for employed applicants. We won't need to ask for pay slips or bank statements, all of which gets us to a quicker mortgage offer and makes the broker's life easier. And John, I guess you'll be more at the forefront of this, speaking to brokers on a regular basis. Do you have any examples of where a borrower's income or circumstances might have changed over the course of the pandemic? Yes, of course, Shakina. Um, I think self-employed applicants often fall into what we call complex application category. For example, we've seen many businesses recovering from lower earnings due to the lockdowns we've had. And a good example of this would be a sole trader hairdresser. Um, and if you've, uh, if you've seen me, you, you'll know I have very little need for a hairdresser these days. But uh, for many such businesses, there may have been a dip in their income over the last year, which is understandable. Um, and a lot of those businesses may have been able to claim via the SEISS scheme or other support schemes. And the trading numbers may still have been impacted. 
However, at Skipton, as long as we're aware the business is currently trading and it's trading in line with what we'd call pre-COVID earnings, then we're able to assess affordability based on what we'll call normal income without having to make an adjustment for a poorer trading year due to the pandemic. A self-employed hairdresser is a good example, and we've seen many mortgage applications like this. To understand current trading, we'll ask for the latest three months business bank statements and to get a handle on what's happened to the business over the last couple of years, our accountant certificate is the easiest way to collect the numbers and for the accountant to provide some commentary uh, which can support the application. The certificate is available on our intermediate website for brokers to access. That's really insightful, um, seeing a bit of the insight into Skipta's approach for self-employed borrowers, both John and Julian. And what about self-employed applicants who may have had different elements to their income? Well, I think it goes for for self-employed applicants, uh, Shakina, and also for employed applicants. So um, I'm going to put Julian on the spot here because I've got an example on my desk literally this morning from speaking to a a broker a bit earlier. Um, So I'd like to put Julian uh, right in the spotlight. So a good time to chat this through if that's okay. Um, This this application is a, a purchase, um, joint applicants, applicant one is a nurse. Um, she regularly earns additional income. Um, she lives with a partner. They've got two children. She's 47. Her partner's 56. Her basic income is £38,000 and his basic income is £29,000. So there you go. I'm going to throw that at you, Julian. Thoughts on that one? Well, you know how I like being thrown in the spotlight. <laughs> uh, so, okay, John. Um, you mentioned about additional income. Um, well, we'd expect to see that from nurses. Uh, do you have a total income from a latest P60? And based on her payslip, what is our on-target earnings for the year? Yeah, well, I try and be prepared. You know that if I'm throwing inquiries at you, I like to have all the details. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. A P60, uh, April 21, shows 46.725. Her on-target earnings, based on the September payslip, which I've got in front of me here, shows on-target at 47 Are you happy with that? Yeah, that sounds good. Perfect, John. Um, With that track record of on target, we can assess her income using the P60 figure as guaranteed. Now, you mentioned two children. um, So don't forget that we can use the child benefit for those two children as well. Good shout. And also... Not like not wanting to sound like a Columbo. One last thing, you said her partner is fifty six. Is that correct? Absolutely spot on. Yeah, he's fifty six years old. Just check and see if he has any personal pension or SIP, as we can use four percent of that pot value as additional income. A good shout, yeah. Um, and and um, that's probably a great example, Julian, isn't it, of, of where we're looking to boost affordability, looking at all relevant sources of income. Exactly. And it's actually really interesting to hear you both go through what you would look at and where you might see additional earnings and income to try and make that fit and, I guess, maximise her borrowing. Um, so, Julian, how have the past 18 months changed and how you look at a case like this now compared to how Skipton might have looked at it before? Because I'm assuming you've had to adjust to fit any changes that have happened since the pandemic. Yeah, the past 18 months uh, have changed working practices for us and everyone else, Shakina, although we've never really changed our approach. Wherever possible, we've continued to apply an holistic approach to support our brokers, their clients, 
and their mortgage needs. That's interesting, Julian. Uh, John, for you, what can brokers do to help a similar case go through in terms of how they engage with BDMs, the information that they give and how regularly they make contact? I think that's probably quite an easy one to answer, Shakina, and it's probably back to basics. The better the pre-application discussions that the broker has with myself or my BDM colleagues, uh, the better the presentation of the application, the easier it is for us, uh, Julian's team, to make a, a quick decision. So the broker is always going to have far more knowledge and insight about a client than we may be able to glean from a from an online application. So if there's soft facts which would support the loan request, uh, whatever those soft facts might be, um, evidence of other assets, other savings, then please, 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 Mr. Broker, share those with us. <laughs> And to support that, I suppose, and carry on, what tips can you brokers, what to potentially consider when doing their fact find? And what kind of soft facts might these be and how can they avoid any back and forths? Well, I I think I'm probably sort of repeating the same thing again, Shakina. It's it's saying, please chat through any complex inquiries with us, with Skipton, with, with your lender before you make that application, because so often we can help you guide uh, with the information that will support the underwriters and the presentation of the case. So, you know, our job is helping the broker to present the application in the right way to get the right outcome for their clients. Thank you. That was very helpful and insightful, both of you, all the information that you've had for us today. Hopefully this could lead to more brokers being forefront with the information that they have and when you have cases like this land on your desk. Um, and thank you both to John and Julian for joining Morgan Solutions on our podcast in collaboration with Skipton Builders Society. And for those listening, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you. Remember, to get the latest episodes of the Mortgage Solutions podcast, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.